Welcome to Europarama, a podcast series about science fiction and the future of Europe. It is produced in collaboration with Are We Europe, the podcasting family which collectively asks the question what it means to be European. My name is Giuseppe Porcaro and I am the author of Discos Hour, a novel about Europe and democracy in the age of algorithms. And in each episode, I talk to a fellow writer and together we explore and create a fictional future scenario for the old continent. In this episode, we are going to imagine a Europe where two societies live completely sealed off from each other. Would they ever interact or clash? Today, I'm happy to host Anja Kümmel from Germany. Hello, Anja. Hi. Anja is the author of uh, Traume Digitale Schlafer. Is that correct, Anja? Traume Digitale Schlafer. Okay, yeah, much better. <laughs> and and wie oder die vierte Wand? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty That's, good. That's, yep. that's pretty good, among, among other, uh, other novels, you know. Uh, those are your, your two latest novels. Uh, um, you know, my German is, is really uh, not good. Um, Anja received uh, uh, the Gedok Literary Award in 2010, and, uh, and among other things, she, she got a lot of uh, several grants for, for her novels and um, has participated to uh, several artist residencies in Germany. And for the time span, space exploration of today, I would like to reflect on the fact that a lot of science fiction world building results in scenarios that are both dystopian and utopian at the same time, depending on the viewpoint. Um, there is a quote from uh, Margaret Atwood that, uh, that, that reminds me this, you know, uh, better never means better for everyone. It always means worse for some. So somehow this reminds me, uh, Anya, uh, your latest novel, V, which uh, is an experimental work set, set on a different time levels and narrated from two perspectives. And your central themes here are identity, surveillance, memory, and the strategies for dealing with traumatic situations, which I found extremely interesting uh, mix for, for a science fiction novel. And, and you, uh, your setting is mainly London, and uh, its first part is in the near future, second part is, is in a sort of uh, warped 1980. And um, just as a starting point, because I think that uh, your, your premises in, in V are quite interesting for, for our exercise for the future of Europe, Um, if we would warp into the future uh, right now into a similar word to the one that you described in that novel, like how would uh, another European capital city look like, let's say Berlin, since it's closer to you? Mm -hmm. So I think for Berlin, there's different routes possible to imagine. I mean, in the, the fictional London in V, what I do is kind of I imagine another financial crash and this would probably hit any European cap capital and um, and then there's this kind of power vacuum and um, so in V like London is kind of divided between private companies that are either Chinese or um, American and I think this is actually I wrote this a couple of years ago but now the scenario is not that unlikely like if you look at European countries, you could also imagine if, if something happens globally that you would probably have 
whoever is in in power globally trying to kind of jump in there. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, in London, of course, we 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 already saw this kind of um, hyper capitalism and gentrification happening a couple of years ago, and in V, then um, the financial crash kind of like like halts this and then you know the fancy buildings on Canary Wharf become abandoned and derelict mm-hmm. and they have different gang fights etc and I think of course Berlin has a bit of a different history but um, what what I see happening now is of course the kind of gentrification also, um, also that already happened in London years ago so this might happen in the future this is like one scenario that I could imagine and then you know with big tech tech companies coming in and and rents rising of course the there might be kind of a swap of the population that we saw to to a degree in london but also especially in san francisco in the bay area etc um and and when you say that for example in via you you have this uh, chinese and an american corporation taking over Uh, is that something that you were foreseeing for the rest of the continent as well? Like, is that some specific London thing or this will be the whole continent would like kind of owned by a different, um, different corporations rather than independent, uh, independent states? I mean, it depends on if the, the power of the state will kind of dwindle. And I, I do see this, this happening that kind of the, um, especially big tech companies gain more and more power and they're very resistant to regulations and paying taxes, etc. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know, but I, th- I think it's, it's not an unlikely scenario. Yeah, but since we are like um, having a little imaginative exercise, yes. uh, we, we, we are free to, to imagine, you know, yeah. whatever, whatever we want. Um, well, Mm-hmm. In in that line of thoughts, I mean, trying to push a little bit to the extreme mm-hmm. certain tendencies that that we might observe in the present, or certain mm-hmm. inspirations that uh, that are from from your universe. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think it it is definitely possible that we will see this kind of like swap of population, and also in in the scenario that I imagine in V. I guess what's important to know is that um, like everybody has a microchip implanted, everybody's constantly online and traceable, etc. So that kind of accounts for the surveillance as well. Mm-hmm. And I think this is a phenomenon that is probably, I don't know if global, but definitely we will see in the Western world a lot. So basically in all of Europe. And, um, and you can, of course... So there, there are the non-anonymous people that kind of get get rid of the implants, but then you're kind of excluded from society. Like you don't have access to transportation and health care and etc. So this is definitely um, like a possible scenario that I see happening also in in other cities. Yeah. So so basically, some sort of digital citizenship, uh, but which is also a sort of way for tracking every single thing that people do, right? Yes. Which and is which is a little bit uh, uh, very black mirror-ish, I mean, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And in a way, I think this is it's interesting because it could be, it's both utopian and dystopian in a way, because it does 
it could feel very convenient and give security, but at the same time, of course, there's this kind of black box feeling because it really depends who is control in control. And so in my scenario, it's not the state. I mean, there could be a scenario where it is the state, like maybe um, similar to what is happening in China now, mm. but I think in the Western world, it's more likely that it's, it's uh, private companies who kind of jump into this void and, and get more power. And then it's, they're very hard to like hold accountable and they're not, obviously they're not democratically voted. So. Right, and then in this scenario, what what do, what do you think that uh, it would happen to to the actual? I mean, you say that if the corporations are kind of taking over uh, mm. everything that is related to uh, um, services for citizens, but to a certain extent also controlling data flow mm. and 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 so on, uh, what would be the role of uh, of these? public institutions would there be public institutions at all that's what I, what I was saying would would the european continent look like a, a similar thing with 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 nation states uh, or or nation state similar kind of entities or would it be something totally different when if you if you would imagine uh, a future uh, asset of the continent i'm kind of thinking that Hmm. If you imagine something like algorithmic governance, the role of the nation state would be, I don't know if it, they would disappear, but it would be very different. I'm just thinking of actually another really good science fiction novel by a German author, Leif Rand, Planet Magnon, and he imagines this planetary system, there's six planets, and there's this computer system that's called actual sanity, and it's it's almost like a, pl like a planned economy, but sort of like weird ironic contradiction like a planned economy mm. that at the same time is um operates by the rules of the free market so but it's this satellite that kind of detects all the needs and and yeah like kind of monitors everything and allots uh, financial means for housing, housing and, and public transportation, city planning, etc. And and this is kind of, I mean, you can imagine this not in a in a different planetary system. You can imagine this like in in Europe too. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Wow. That's 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 a very interesting. It reminds me also a uh, natural experiment that was done in the early seventies. And that's not that much known that in Chile, the Allende government uh, started to work on a project called Cinco, which would have uh, kind of automated the economy. So it was coming from a little bit this idea of planning and early cybernetic experimentation. I think I've heard of this, yeah. There, there is even a, a science fiction, I mean, an, altern, an alternate history book uh, about, a uh, novel about about that project, which, which I found very fascinating that, uh, that comes from that part of the world. And this was like an, a real life experiment that they were trying to, to put together and um, a kind of mixture between futurism and and planned economy, you know. I mean, in the GDR, we had a similar thing. I just saw a documentary recently. I think this is not very known either because this like cybernetic um, government is uh, usually uh, associated with 
with capitalism. Exactly, exactly. And that, that's where I found yeah. it extremely interesting to, to dig a little bit in these kind of experiences. Yeah. 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 And in the, G, in the GDR, was, was there like some sort of uh, central supercomputer that was trying to calculate stuff or... Uh, well, I mean, it was more like hypothetical. I think it was um, Ulbricht who really wanted to promote this idea, but then it sort of went too much in like, um, cap I think, capitalist direction because you had to give the the workers like certain incentives hmm. so it went against other strands of thoughts and and then i think one of the promoters of this died and then it was kind of like uh like hushed a little bit like uh not very known so it was more like an idea that was like propagated but not really executed but let, 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 let's let's imagine then then in this Berlin that you mm. you just uh, you just mentioned something like that would, would actually be implemented, and mm -hmm. and part of it is um, is kind of privatized uh, with the system of uh, of implanting chips in in, in people and, and controlling every mm -hmm. single flows of movement, but at the same time trying to make everything work like perfectly. Um, mm -hmm. And then I, I, I wonder more because you mentioned the people that are anonymous and they would not be uh, subject to, to the system to a certain extent, but also excluded to the system. Mm -hmm. How these people would organize themselves? What would be the life like? I mean, where, where they would uh, uh, live? Uh, they, are, mm -hmm. they would be like some sort of outcast, no? Right. So, I mean, in V... They basically take over the abandoned buildings and they're very, yeah, precarious. In Berlin, maybe I could imagine a different scenario because, yeah, because also of the, what I said, the, the warning that, that London and other cities already posed that um, maybe there would be more of communities, like kind of anarchist communities, let's mm -hmm, say. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There's more of uh, like banding together. And po possibly also like sort of a redefinition of this whole idea of disruptive innovation. Because now, I mean, now I feel like the very profit oriented companies still claim these sort of hippie esque, we're mm -hmm. making better place slogans for themselves. But I feel like with the awareness how mainstream this already is and, and not necessarily necessarily beneficial for society or not creating more equality, this could be reappropriated by other kinds of communities. And I, f I feel like, I mean, this would be, yeah, I don't know. I'm usually more pessimistic, but this could be uh, maybe a utopian possibility or at least the possibility for some kind of change like a power shift so uh, also the way you describe the thing it almost looks like two parallel systems that would coexist at the same time you know like if you if if you again you you see things both as utopian and dystopian and uh, the glass half full and half empty i mean to a certain, mm. a certain extent i mean that's i mean at least how i would imagine something like that is that instead of the typical, um, uh, let's say, communities of rebels against the system, mm -hmm. what what it looks to me it would be more like something like two parallel societies which are coexisting in the same kind of space. I mean, at least that would be an interesting um, 
scenario for for a science fiction uh, setting Uh, where basically you have uh, one uh, one system which are the outcasts they, they you know they they follow their rules they have this kind of hippie communities but they are mm -hmm. somehow connected uh, I don't know more or less underground in order to to communicate to each other on a different level and different ways maybe very analogic you know while mm -hmm. then you would have the kind of digitalized uh, uh, system which is kind of uh, You know, uh, hyper capitalistic and and surveillance, but use of data on a way that that is pushed to the extreme. And uh, it could be interesting to see how actually a world where those two systems wouldn't be like uh, like one would think that is the main system, and the other one would also think that is the main system. You see what I mean? Mm. Uh, this kind of it almost sounds like China Meerville, the city and the city, you know. Yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, and like two yeah. different populations existing in the same gross tropically or whatever he call, he called that a space. Exactly. But I'm not sure. I mean, it sounds intriguing, but I think there would there would also be different means of surveillance that would maybe not make that happen. Because, I mean, where would where would they exist? I mean, it's not because only because they they would exist in this in only if uh, in the other community there wouldn't be anything that would be considered profitable or you know mm -hmm. like it would be like recycling the the a part of of of, of stuff that are not interesting for for mm -hmm. the other system. That would be the only way. And yeah. until until there would be a conflict, you know, like there would be a conflict between the two parts of society, and and then and then that will clash and could create serious serious issues, you know. Yeah, I mean, I guess unless it's not like, for example, in San Francisco, where there is like these kind of weird cleaning robots that get rid of the homeless people. I mean, this is like a scenario where you know there's like. The people that are kind of discarded, of course, they they're not supposed to be there because mm. they, I don't know, are not nice for the you know how how the city looks or whatever. But I mean, if there's if if there are communities that are like, if if you want to stay in the terminology of of Miaville, that are like unseen basically because mm -hmm. they're not data. Yeah, and I I think this is something that. If if you think about how how perception changes with digitalization, I think this is actually something that is happening that that um, things or or objects or or people that are not data will kind of disappear. They kind of disappear. So if this happens, you could actually have this kind of parallel society. And and the other thing that would intrigue me is like. Uh, And it's something that you also explore a little bit in your, uh, I mean, you explore it in, um, in, in your novel. Um, maybe those different communities would, would also follow totally different way of, uh, reproducing themselves. And when I speak about reproducing themselves and not only speak about the way the, um, the political and the kind of economy, which would be radical different, radically different, But also how the human relations and how they would biologically reproduce, mm -hmm. and 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 mm -hmm. that that kind of uh, aspect is also kind of intriguing. Yeah, I mean that would be a bit like a, a further jump into the future because 
um, I mean, the, the question would be how is this technologically possible? But I think it is an interesting thought experiment, and this is something I, I explored in the in the previous novel in Träume digitaler Schläfer, where there's you know complete gender equality and. Children are basically like you don't need pregnancy or uterus anymore. But it's not really it's not really explained how this is done. But just as a, as a thought experiment, and I think this is interesting to think about what it means for freedom, because in a way we see this if we talk about possibly freedom from from labor, uh, mm -hmm. from wage labor. And this could be taken even to to a further level, because then we would not have the necessity for any kind of um, relationship of dependency anymore, and and this could open up interesting possibilities. Um, like, of course, for one thing, like complete gender equality, but also. Maybe for the first time, like we wouldn't have to mask these relationships of dependency as as love anymore, and it would kind of demystify dependency, and maybe sort of reveal um, what freedom actually means to us. Because now it feels like um, everybody is. Even though we, we we claim to be autonomous, we have so many necessities and and and. and aspects where we're not free, that mm -hmm. freedom is always this kind of very po positively connotated term, but if it actually is posed as a possibility, it seems so scary in a way. Um, there is a sentence that you say that makes me think quite uh, quite a lot, and obviously it opens a much broader discussion than, than simply the future of, uh, possible future of Europe. When you say um, we wouldn't need to disguise dependency with with love, which sounds very kind of cynical, um, but on the other hand, it's kind of also demystifying a little bit the um, romantic love discourse that that we are uh, used to nowadays. Um, and I wonder in in a future where love is not anymore um, justifying dependency. Uh, would there still be love in that um, in that world in that Europe that you are imagining? Well, I would I think redefine love as like consensual and voluntary connections between equal subjects instead of you know having a child or a pet or something that is dependent on you or you depending on an employer <laughs> and, and like identify by default identifying with something or someone that like per, maybe allegedly gives you gives you meaning or gives your life meaning but it's it's really um, kind of oppression so and I think somehow yeah. f you 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 free love from dependency that's that's the the, yeah. the kind of uh, operation right and I think I mean, dependency is interesting I think it mm, something like dependency or, or caregiving could be more in I don't know done in a in a playful way, but not as a necessity. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um. And somehow, I mean, bringing back this idea of two two kind of communities coexisting with each other. I I mean, from what you say, it seems to me that 
in this this more far future, it would be more a development that would happen in the technological society, which might seem more surveillance and so on, but might have this kind of other aspect where uh, love would be more free and and gender would be more equal. While in the let's say the hippie, uh, natural, a uh, little bit anarchist society, uh, if that technological advance is not there, maybe some gender roles and and uh, you know a different development of 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 that aspect could happen. You know, like some sort of rebalancing this idea that that one word would be only uh, negative and the other word would be like. Mm-hmm. This kind of Arcadia or like super, super, super positive, uh, uh, dreamlike, uh, everybody mm. loves each other. You see what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think the, hmm, the problem with this would be that, I mean, the, the whole perception or the way that the people, Mm, remember and communicate and and perceive things will also radically change or not radically change but gra- gradually change with technology so if if you have these parallel societies i don't know if co- communication after what would even be possible anymore and and then i mean if you let's say if you have really advanced technologies and then you're free from wage work and and reproduction i don't think it would really work in this in this scenario because people who are addicted to technologies cannot be free at the same time so there would be a different so there would be a different form of addiction to yeah, a certain so extent there would be different kind of dependencies yeah different kind of dependency yeah, yeah. exactly well there of course that that's notwithstanding the fact that uh dependency wouldn't stay in that society and just that yeah. things and you know like the, the 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 same concept might be different in each of those uh yeah communities uh, uh standing by side by side mm-hmm. which which i found it intriguing still to develop a little bit more um just maybe a final touch uh on on this we spoke about uh um city life we, spoke, we mainly spoke about how individuals and and the relations with technology and and surveillance it will be ni- nice and interesting to to see how um how this will all blow up in fact how how, how do you think this world system would uh, would implode or explode uh, and at some point uh change and morph into something you know if we if we have these two societies that live side by side and separate maybe at some point they would merge um after a war or after a clash or whatever and maybe it will be interesting just to hint at what kind of even more far future society could look like this kind of yeah well, I mean, I'm thinking they will probably develop very different languages because, I mean, if you're, let's say, if you're constantly online communicating in these ways, then also the way you narrate becomes very different. You probably develop a very different kind of, or, well, memory as we know now will disappear, whereas you just kind of, you, you store your data elsewhere, you relegate analysis and memory to, to different um, instance basically also you have this tendency like a shift 
from text to pictures. So you have probably like a very, yeah, like very different way of narrating. It's just, it's just very like, like real time experience that is, that is, that is shared in, instead of narrating. So I don't know, maybe it would be like, I don't know, like, um, to, I mean, they're still humans, but almost like different species after a while. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that that that's what I was thinking. Is that uh, there will be mm -hmm. some sort of evolution in? I mean, language is a very important way, uh, and and changing yeah. totally the way you express yourself. Uh, yeah, not only the language, not only the verbal language, but also yeah. the think the way you. The the yeah. the way you think, you know, the the mental processes in order to communicate okay. and to form thoughts. So, right. uh, even before changing biology, the way you form thoughts changes the way you are. And and yeah, indeed, it would be like some some sort of different species from this point of view. Yeah, and I mean, as long as we have a, a system that is similar to that that we have now, of course. You know the ones that participate in these in this kind of high-tech culture. You know, of course, they, they're the ones who have the houses and the electricity. And I'm not sure how the other community would exist, but they would be very like DIY and. So, like two, like like you imagine that this will evolve like two different species almost. Um, yeah, now I'm just thinking like how this would end, or if it would if it if it was to implode at some point. And I think the power shift could only be if, for some reason, the I don't know, the, the supercomputer shuts down, and maybe that's the only hmm. way when, when the kind of more analog communities would would, would have back a, some sort of advantage, uh, comparative advantage to the others, and and or the others might need the other, the 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 two might needs again the each other and and yeah, reconcile. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's very speculative, but maybe yeah, that's yeah. kind of the happy ending uh, scenario. Then there is the the let's say the 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 catastrophic one is that everyone they will annihilate each other because they will start a, a total war, like some sort of planet of apes kind of thing. Um, and then maybe there is the um, the more Orwellian uh, stuff where one would be uh, totally dominated by the other. I don't know. Yeah. That's hard to tell, but I mean, it's kind of nice to have a happy ending to dystopia. Yeah, I would say so. So, so maybe we should stick to the happy ending and think about uh, the fact that at some point the two communities would reconcile because they would they would need each other. And I would say that this brings up uh, us to the end of this episode. Thank you very much, Anya. And yeah, uh, yeah it was uh, quite fun to explore a little bit more this world and actually, you know, kind of uh, create some some uh, something out of it. Um, thank you for listening to Europarama. Uh, and you can check out the other podcasts of uh, the Are We Europe podcasting family on their website and their own channel. And where, wherever you're listening to your podcast, look at the show notes because there's going to be all the links and everything. So until next time, bye-bye. Uh, bye, Anya. Yeah, goodbye.